Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Backpacking Sapien Podcast. I'm your host, Dan, and I am here today with one of my really good friends, Caroline, um, if you'd like to introduce yourself. Hi, um, I'm Caroline, and I'm a friend of Dan's, and um, while I don't have a really cool um, Instagram and all the social media sites that Dan's on, I have participated in a study travel um, program with the colleges that I just graduated from. That's awesome. Wait, so would you like to tell everyone uh, what college that is? <laughs> yeah, um, I just graduated from Converse College um, with a bachelor degree in music and a bachelor degree in accounting. That's awesome. Congratulations. You. you got done. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. <laughs> That's really neat. And so I know that during that time, uh, you had a really great experience. Were you able to do a study abroad um, program? So can you tell us kind of like what study abroad is and where you went? Yes, um, the study pro- um, the study abroad program that I went um, to through was with my school, and we went to Vienna, Austria, and which was so much fun. And usually, what they do with the study abroad programs is we have this really cool thing called Jan Term, where there's just a one month course in January, and that's typically when all the study abroad trips happen. So most people have one class in January, and that one class. Um, half of the time they're on campus and then the other half of the um, time they're in the country that they're learning about. And my study abroad trip was a little different because we did it over spring break. So the class that I took um, met a few times throughout the semester um, during our spring semester and we went to Vienna over spring break and it was a lot of fun. That's really cool. So you had one week in yeah. Vienna basically? Yeah, it was like, it was nine days, but Okay. Like, because we like left as soon as school got out, um, or as soon as school let out on, um, like super early Saturday morning. And then we got back basically on Monday, Monday oh, morning and then went that... straight to class. Oh, wow. <laughs> so it yeah. was like, all right, let's go. Let's get back. You're done. <laughs> yes. Like I maybe got like two hours of sleep, like when I got home. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> it was intense. That but sounds it was really so intense. worth it. Yes. Oh, I imagine so. Um, so yes. leading up, so before you left for those nine days, so what did it look like being, you know, prepared to go? Were there any type of forms you had to fill out, um, any type of like vaccines you had to do before you go there, anything that people had to do like that? Um, yeah, so there were some um, health stuff that they wanted to make sure like that everybody was like up to date on their vaccines. Um, and there was some forms that we had to fill out through the school, but they had been preparing for over a year at this point because they get really far ahead to make sure that everyone's like is able to pay everything on time and all the forms are filled out basically right. ensuring that like we know that this is where we're going this is what we're doing and that if we like cause mischief or anything like that or if we get arrested <laughs> then they have to cover all the grounds right. um <laughs> that you know that's our responsibility that we need to make sure that we're actually participating in the trip that this isn't a vacation that is like an educational experience but it's also like we do have free time and we did have freedom That's awesome. and so yeah which i really like doing this in college because i know that there's like some programs like this for high school students because since we were all um legal adults they basically were like as long as you just you know participate in a respectful you know we're good to go and then um, the student, what was I going to say? The, 
and but then they gave us the freedom of like in the evenings being able to go wherever we wanted to go and then we had certain days off where we didn't have anything scheduled so we could just pretty much do whatever we wanted oh that's pretty neat so it's nice that they you know kind of tell you like all right you know you have you're here for educational purposes but they also give you free time as well to kind of you know find things that you want to do while you're there yes but backtracking just a little bit so how big of a group did you go with um, we went with about, let me, let me count in my head. There was 12 students and then there were, um, five, five chaperones, four of which were professors. And one was the tour, gu- tour guide from the tour company that we went with. And the tour company that we, um, work, that my school worked with is a local, um, tour guide in my hometown. And which was, which I really liked about that. And so he just does. Um, it's just a small business, and he owns um, he owns his own little travel agency where he takes people. Sometimes it's somewhere nearby, or sometimes it's really far abroad. And he did a lot of the study abroad programs at Converse. Well, that's pretty cool, right there. Yeah. Now, so so all right. So we've covered, you know, like what you did before. How many people right. are going? Um, but like, how were the flights like? So did you have to leave like? you know, just straight from your hometown, straight to Vienna. Um, how was that like trying to maneuver, you know, going from one country to another, especially as like a large group and through like a school? Yes. Um, we all, luckily we were all somewhat near each other on the plane. Like we could all see each other and which was nice. And some of yeah. us were actually next to each other. Um, and, I think that they bought like the way the tickets were bought. We were able to be like put in clusters just like randomly throughout the plane. So like everyone had at least like three people who they were sitting next to. Um, And it was like that on the way there and the way back. And so if like somebody was missing, then the person next to them could be like, Hey, um, we're missing somebody. Um, Right. (laughs) And yes, but we went down there, we had a bus and we, traveled from South Carolina to um, Atlanta and then we flew from the Atlanta airport to um, Amsterdam and then we got to we had a layover in the in the Amsterdam airport and then we went to Vienna from there and that was it wasn't I didn't find it like really frustrating or anything like that or stressful it was very it was very like chill surprisingly oh, yes now, that's like, because, like, does the tour company really take care of a lot of, like, the, um, like, paperwork that you have to do to get to another country? Or do, like, the school have to do that for y'all? Or Oh, yeah. I think it was a combination of the school and the tour company. Um, okay. It was a mixture between the both because a lot of the information that they needed, they already had on file since everybody's a student at the school. So whatever, like, they didn't already have, that's when we had to fill in the gaps. Gotcha. And just making sure that they had, like, our passport information, um, our updated driver's licenses, and everything like that. Yeah. Well, that doesn't sound too hard at all, honestly. That's, that sounds no, pretty it cool. Was, it was very relaxed. And um, I think that made it to be, like, that since it was my first time leaving the country, it made it so less stressful. Since oh, I somebody so. else was kind of handling that. And also, it was very calming knowing that one of our professors um his first language is german and we were so since we were in europe and everywhere we went people were speaking german um yeah (laughs) it was nice knowing that we had somebody who could 
um, speak the language. Yeah, that is good. That is good. Yes. So if we got lost, somebody, he could translate. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very convenient. Oh, definitely. Yes. And I think it's really good that, you know, at the very beginning of this podcast episode that we, you know, kind of talk about, you know, what you have to do before you go. Right. Um, but now here's the exciting part to get to talk about your experience, uh, which I know that yes. you're so ready to talk about. Um, I thought we could kind of break it down into like kind of two parts, maybe three. Yeah. Uh, first, can you talk about more because it is, you know, through like, you know, a college university, um, the educational aspects. So what did right. that entail? Um, well, depending, there's a couple of different courses you could take to go on this study abroad trip because this was Beethoven's Vienna. And so some people took a course on Beethoven and learning about his history. And then some people took a course on um, the history of Vienna and which was really geared around the entire trip. And this was a class that these were both classes that were only open to people who were going on the trip, um, which I liked because I had a class with everybody um, who was going on the trip. And I got to know them a little bit more before going to uh, before studying abroad with them. Right. And um, during the class, you know, we got to learn more about the history of Vienna and which was that's like the book that we read and discussed. So it was much more meaningful actually going to the country and seeing a lot of the things that I had been learning about in my class in person. And then like we had to do um, projects and presentations on each of the places that we were going to be visiting. Like I did mine on the Belvedere Art Museum and actually going there and then knowing all the history like off the top of my head because I had just done a presentation on it like a week before we left um, was really incredible because it just made me appreciate being there so much more. Oh, I imagine so. That yes. sounds amazing. And so... Yes. Can you tell us a bit more like about that um, that place that you just talked about? I forgot. I can't pronounce the name. <laughs> yes, the Belvedere. Um, yes. <laughs> the Belvedere, um, it's an absolutely beautiful art museum. I think that was, that was definitely my favorite place to visit in Vienna. And the whole museum, it's just like there's two like parts of it. There's the upper portion and then the lower portion. And there's this beautiful garden in between um, the two parts or the two buildings of the museum. And it just has like the best view of the city, in my opinion. And so like just going up there and like seeing it from the outside, the outside looks like a piece of art as well. And it's home to um, The Kiss by um, Gustav Kimp, and which is a really famous piece of art. And it actually was one of the first pieces of art that had, I believe it was the first, one of the first pieces of art. I'm not an art history or art major or know much about that, but it incorporated real gold into the um, art itself. And it was absolutely stunning. And so seeing it in person was just like, it was incredible. And the whole museum was just magnificent. It was just oh, magnificent. I imagine so. That sounds amazing having like, you know, gold infused into like the artwork. I can yes. only imagine how, like, just stunning that was to see, especially, oh, like, in person and learning about it beforehand. Yes. That just it sounds was, amazing. It was. And so, was there anything else, like, with the educational aspects? So, you talked about, like, you know, the projects, presentations. Uh, right. Whenever you got back afterwards, or, you know, did you have to still continue the educational aspect, or did it just end after that, you know, nine days of travel? 
Well, for the class I was in, we um, did a reflection on the trip itself and like what aspects of it that we found to be most educational. And our professor also let us just like talk about like the best memories as well. And which I really, I'm really glad that he did that because he, he was like, please put pictures in there that you took because I would love to see it. So we got, I got to write a very long paper, but I got to incorporate a bunch of pictures into this paper that I took throughout the trip, which was so much fun. And, um, we, which I mainly talked about the Belvedere, but I also talked about visiting Mozart, Mozart's house and Beethoven's house. And since I do have a music background, that was just absolutely insane to me. Just like seeing where they lived and like knowing that that's where some of the music was written. Just, it was mind blowing. That sounds uh, just amazing. Uh, can you tell us more about those houses? Like what that experience was like? Yes. Um, it was just really neat because we, it was a guy, both of them were guided tours and both of the tour, um, both of the tour guides were just experts on, um, the house and the history of the house and how it related to Beethoven and Mozart. And the, I'm just going to combine both of these since they are okay. so similar. Um, right. <laughs> Mozart's house was much more in the city, so it wasn't really difficult for us to get to, but Beethoven's house was on a completely different side of town. And so it took us, it was like quite an adventure just getting out there and it was just so hidden. And it was just like, I felt like we were just walking down a really random neighborhood in the middle of Vienna and then, oh, here's Beethoven's house. <laughs> That's just so Which, neat though. Yes. And what I liked about Beethoven's house is that they had a lot of his, um, a lot of his like original, some of the original furniture or historically accurate furniture in the house. If they couldn't find something um, for both Mozart and Beethoven, um, they had something that was historically accurate to that time period and is something as close as possible. Oh, that sounds amazing. Yeah. It was really awesome. Oh, I bet so. Um, yes. Now, so with like those houses that you visited, so I know you was talking about, you know, if they added in, you know, like possible like more furniture, um, but did it look, you know, like wear and tear on the house very much or did you think they were like, like renovating it? Um, like how, how would it like, kind of look? Um, I'm willing to bet that they did renovate it because everything was very nice, but it was all historically accurate from okay. my perspective. Like nothing looked like, oh, this is brand new. Like we're in a museum. Like it looked like right. Be what you would imagine Beethoven's house to look like. Like nothing. I think they if there was something that needed to be updated or if something got broken and it needed to be fixed, they fixed it in the way that was most historically accurate. Right. In order to keep it as authentic as possible. And I think, you know, that preservation is really good. Uh, not only, you know, to like, you know, save, you know, the structure, um, but to kind of capture like that moment in history. So when people yes. come and visit it, you know, it's like very unique. Um, I think that's something people don't really realize pretty much anywhere they, you know, where they travel to is that historic homes and houses all over the world, just like this. Um, and I think that's one of the things I would suggest, you know, people definitely should always go and look for. So I think that was really amazing right. that you were able to visit two of them while you were there yes. during those nine days. That's yes. really neat. Thank you. Um, so besides, so moving forward past the educational aspect, mm -hmm. um, so talking more about like your free time 
in Vienna. Yes. Um, so what type of things did you do during your free time whenever you were not, you know, doing like your classes or projects, things like that? Honestly, my favorite thing to do during the free time was just wander the streets. And because we were able to just find things on accident. Oh, like yeah. we just, we were walking um, down one of the main streets and then we came upon um, someone like a film crew filming something. I'm not really sure what they were filming for, um, but it looked like either a movie or a TV show, something like along that nature. Oh, and I was wow. like, oh, this is just like really random, but we were able to find this. And then um, we continued walking and then we're like, oh, here's like an entire um, piano store full of authentic Steinway pianos and I was with a bunch of um, pianists on the trip so they were all like freaking out about that (laughs) and just like all the little hidden treasures that you can find by just walking around just kind of letting yourself be free to experience just whatever happens and that's actually how we found one of the best places to eat there's this place um, because we were responsible for our own dinners or like just feeding ourselves at night. And we stumbled upon this cute little um, restaurant that had the best like self-serving pizza and the best um, drinks. And I was like, we, this wasn't like on the main like road. It's just because we took a bunch of random turns and we just accidentally came across it. And just like, this looks good. Like, let's go inside. I can imagine. I can just imagine like how good the food there has to be. Yes. It was, oh, so good. Do you remember what you ate when you were there? Yes. Um, sometimes we did eat at fast some fast food places. I'm not going to lie. Um, just because it was cheap. But it's definitely better. I'm not not going to lie. But we did <laughs> eat some authentic food. Um, whenever, whenever the opportunity was there, I would always try and find some of the street food. Or I would try to find a restaurant that was serving authentic food. And one of the best... Um, experiences with that was when we took a day trip to Bratislava, Slovakia, um, which was about a three and a half hour um, train ride, if I'm remembering that correctly. Um, it seems like it might, I might be a little wrong on the timing. But when we took that day trip to Bratislava, um, we had a walking tour of the whole city just because it was a day trip. And the tour guide part of the tour was to go to this restaurant and in the restaurant um it was all traditional Slovakian food and everything was very authentic and we it was like buffet style and so for lunch instead of having just like one meal we got to try a little bit of each um dish in a sense yeah and got to try like all of the traditional food in Slovakia that is so cool so not only yes. did you get to go to, you know, Austria, you were in Slovakia too. Yes. Were there any Which, other countries? Um, Sorry. <laughs> oh, no, you're good. Um, no, it was just um, those two. But two? go, yes. But just going from Vienna, um, going from Austria to Slovakia, like it wasn't difficult to like, tra- like travel between those two countries. Um, we took, we just took a train and then we were in Slovakia. That's really neat. <laughs> Which, yes, and I was very, like, very wow, easy. I love Europe. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think that's the thing. My friends around Europe, I got so jealous about 
It's right. just the public transportation. Right. You can oh travel throughout, you know, just one country it's... very well, but then you can travel, you know, across to another country very easily as well. It was so easy. Like, I was expecting, like, I had my passport ready. I was, like, expecting them to, like, look at my passport. And I think it has to do – I'm not really sure, like, what all – goes into place with like the politics there but i think it has to do with which country you're going into and from right but it was just so easy just to get on a train and be like oh yeah we're going to slovakia today oh my gosh see i wish we had something like that here i know that would be perfect (laughs) oh yeah. and the public transportation it was just it was incredible (laughs) it was just incredible i'm very jealous also i'm in um I know in the beginning you were talking about how the local guide that was with you for Austria would help, you know, with the language barriers. But during your free time, were, did you face any challenges with not speaking, you know, the language? Um, not really when we were in the, like, the heart of Vienna. Because a lot of people there, they spoke multiple languages and most of the people knew at least a little bit of English. And some of the people who I was with, they were um, on this trip. It was music majors and mainly music majors and mainly German majors or German history majors. And so a lot of them knew like how to communicate it German in German at this point, even though they not all of them were fluent. They right. could get they could have they could hold a conversation. Um, oh, just you. like a very like just enough to communicate. And so. And then, too, like, while we were there, like, there was some of the stuff that, like, once you're, like, immersed into a city where um, even though, like, I hadn't had a German class before, I was able to pick up on some of the words um, around the city, just, like, knowing, like, oh, that's that's the word for bus. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. I was just, like, I picked up on that stuff really fast. <laughs> well, I mean, that's really good, though, honestly. Yes. <laughs> I think there, there was... Um, only one time and it was that we had an issue with like a language barrier and it was when we were in um a store um it was just a small um store and somebody came up and they started speaking to us and i'm not really sure what language they were speaking in but none of us could figure out what language they were speaking and we were all just like i'm sorry we were trying to be like we don't know what you're saying as politely as possible (laughs) oh yeah i mean you know of course you know that's going to happen Right. Um, anytime you leave outside your home country and you don't know, you know, these different languages. Um, yes. But it can get, you know, frustrating sometimes. It can. Yes. But I'm really glad that y'all didn't really have too much, you know, difficulty with that. Uh, yeah. That's really good. And it's really good that they had, you know, you know, several German speaking students with y'all as well uh, to make things a little bit easier. Yes. <laughs> that's yes. really neat. Um, I was also wanting to ask you... Um, mentioning you know with like music how you know that you know that's your passion um besides the educational you know places you went to for music during your free time did music you know influence what you wanted to do or where you wanted to go and see in some cases yes and in some cases no because we did do a lot of music themed stuff so sometimes i was like i really want to see the city while i'm here and not go to a random concert but one of the things that i did try to find um was just something kind of like a little different from the music the classical music that 
um, we had been listening to. Like there was some um, street music that we stumbled upon a few times, which I really enjoyed. Um, yeah. Just listening to that. That sounds really neat. Yeah. So like, like what was like like the street music like? Is it anything similar it was, to like? It was really interesting. It was. I don't. I don't know how to describe this without it sounding really strange. But it was somebody with some. Dr- it was two people. One person had a drum. One person had a harmonica, and they were both wearing horse hats. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they were both wearing those, um, like, those horse like head covers, and then they were like playing music anonymously in the streets. And I was like, this is very interesting. It sounds very interesting for sure. Yeah. I, was, <laughs> yeah. I was intrigued. They were outside of a bunch of they're outside of a bunch of museums. So I was wondering. I was like, are they trying to be funny, or are they trying? Is this supposed to be some sort of interpretation of art of some type? I'm not it sure. Might be. I'm, I mean, I'm it's, not I mean, it's going, hard to tell. I'm not questioning it. That's what I'm just oh, going to yeah. look into the thing. <laughs> I don't think I would either, honestly. Yes. It's no telling. But now, it caught my attention. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think that would catch almost anyone's attention. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so also while you were there, um, did you ever happen to like meet people, you know, like, like new people like living there that you were like, oh yeah, like, like, you know, we're friends now or, you know, anything like that? We did. Um, in the place that we stayed at, we stayed in a hostel, speaking of oh, which. Oh, nice. And it's called the Wombat City Hostel. And I really enjoyed it because the upper part, I think like the first are th- the upper three levels of the hostel were um, that was the actual hostel. Um, but then the lower part, they had a bar that was open to everybody. And then they had like a space that had free Wi-Fi where people could like come in and hang out who were um, who lived in the city. So it was very like easy to meet people. And when we were in the bar, we like met a few people and I got to talk to a couple of people, but there was one guy who was from, he was American as well. And he was like, y'all are from America. And we were like, you're from America. And he's like, let's be friends. (laughs) I mean, that's the way to do it. (laughs) Yeah. That's one way to do it. Yes. And he's like, I don't know what anybody's saying, but I'm just here by myself. So let's, let's all go hang out. And so we went and explored the city that night and it was so much fun. (laughs) That's amazing. I think something, (laughs) the advice, I'm pretty sure that me and you could both give to anybody. If you're traveling, especially if you're like by yourself, how like that guy was, you know, new town, city, country, wherever, and you want to meet somebody, just go to a bar or a pub. Like you're going to meet someone there. They're going to be like, oh, hi, hey. Like that's like the top place to go, honestly. (laughs) Right. It it was so much fun. And um, the bar that it was attached to the hostel, which was really convenient that it was attached to, like, we just had to go down the elevator and we were there. Um, Right. (laughs) And it was just, it was so convenient. It was the bar's birthday that night. So everybody was getting free, like free shots. Um, It was a wonderful time. Good time. (laughs) Oh yeah. (laughs) Yes. Well, that's really neat. Well, this, so is there anything else you would like to talk about with your experience in Vienna or study abroad in general? Um, yeah, I think that if you're going to like a big city, one of the things that I really liked, aside from us going to Bratislava, is that we went to um, this town, to the town of Milk. Um, that sounds neat. And, <laughs> very, yes. very interesting. 
Yes, and it was this really small town um, outside of Vienna, or it felt, in comparison to Vienna, it was much smaller. Um, and Milk Abbey was there, and so we went, and we went to see this abbey, and we got to explore this small town, and it felt much more like it didn't have the same energy as Vienna because it was such a smaller town, but it was much it was much easier to see and appreciate some of the um, architectural aspects of Vienna going into a smaller town instead of being in the middle of one of the largest cities. That sounds which, really cool. In Austria, at least. Yeah. Yeah, which I think that, um, so going into a smaller town that's nearby, um, I think that's something that I would really recommend if you're traveling, like seeing if there's something to do there. I that think way. that's something that I've really picked up as well, like from other travelers, um, yeah. that will, that will definitely agree with you, you know, like, you know, definitely go to like, you know, like one, like the main cities of like, you know, of a nice. country, but seeing like those other towns, especially because, you know, like they can be quieter as well, right. but also a lot more, you know, unique and you can see things yes. that you've never seen you know, or even heard of before. Right. So I think that's some really good advice. Definitely. Yes. Like, that's what I really liked about it because I, I felt like some of the, um, some of the stuff there wasn't really directed at tourists. Like there was a store that we went into that just painted um, like eggshells because during Easter they have like Easter egg trees. And yeah. so they like hang um, painted um, Easter eggs from the trees, which that I thought was really, really cool. Neat. Yeah. Yes. And that's something and I learned from going there. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yes. I also think that's really neat, too. Um, whenever you get off, you know, the beaten path, um, whenever things aren't really, you know, suited for tourists, it's a lot right. more real and, like, raw. Like, it feels, like, more yes. authentic, I feel like. And you can really yes. more meet people, and they're going to be right. more authentic towards you as well. Yes. Oh, definitely. I 110% agree with that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, that's really cool. Yeah. Was there anything else you wanted to say? Um, if someone's thinking about going through like a school program um, for a study travel trip, I think this is like, it's a really great way or a study abroad trip. I think it's a really great way to travel outside of your um, outside of your home country for the first time. Yeah. If you've never traveled, because I had never um, been abroad before and it made it much less stressful and it also gave me a really good idea of what to expect whenever I do go abroad again and I think it's just like it was nice being in a group and going and traveling as a group it just made me feel I it made me less anxious about it so I think if someone's like anxious about traveling um or they don't really know how to do it if they don't want to go by themselves I think finding a group or finding a buddy to go with and doing it that way is like a really great way to go oh i totally agree and i will um say that even if you aren't in a college or a university there are like kind of like group abroad trips and like study right. abroad trips you can take um through like different companies where you go like it's a group and it's like you know um like they last for you know like a week or two and right. i will i'll agree it makes it very easy if yes. you kind of need you know like that guidance at first if you're kind of hesitant um, right. I think this is really good for people who are very anxious or nervous about doing that, you know, for the first time, especially if it's outside the country or, you know, if they've never flown before, especially, you right. know, like over the ocean. 
Yes. Um, so I'll definitely agree. And so, you know, like, you know, usually people do this through college and universities. Uh, right. But people should definitely look as well, if you're not even in those, that there right. are these, you know, different groups out there you can do that with, which is really nice. Yes. And it's such a great way to meet people and make friendships because when you're in a situation like you're traveling abroad and you don't in a different country like you it forms a bond with everybody who you're on the trip with oh oh like, definitely as well it's yes. like that ride or die you're like all right let's yes. do this <laughs> yes <laughs> that's really cool yes all Thank right you. well i cannot think of any other questions for you <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got really off the top of my head for today. <laughs> okay, I got you. Um, but yeah, no, this was really good. I'm glad we were able to have this conversation. Me too. Um, and I'll talk to you before the podcast. Um, but I think that, you know, study abroad trips, you know, you know, for travel is rarely talked about. Right. And, you know, there's a lot, you know, a lot of misconceptions about it, how, you know, it's like a waste of time or it's very expensive or just, you know, things like that. And people just don't want to do them. But I think, right. as you know, you've you know, explained to everyone out here today yeah. They're definitely worth it. They really are. And some of the school, like some, depending on which school or like college that you're at, um, some of them even offer to like help pay for it. Like the college that I attended, they had a scholarship fund and pretty much everybody who is in good academic standing um, got a scholarship to help pay for the trip. Like I received a scholarship that paid for about a third of the trip. That's really good. Yeah. And so that like that too, that is something that a lot of people, I think they kind of see it at face. They just kind of see the trip and they're like, oh, this is like a waste of time or a waste of money. And I'm like, there's some people who do these study abroad trips and they're not paying to go on them at all. Oh yeah. I had several friends here uh, where I live and they got to go, you know, study abroad completely free because they just applied for right. scholarships, grants. And because there's so many of those out there for study right. abroad. Yes. And so I think that any, you know, even for people who want to do that and then, you know, they're thinking, oh, well, I can't afford it. But right. I mean, you know, there's so many financial options out there that will pay for it for you to go. Uh, you just have to do, you know, a little bit of that research right. and just ask and the college or university. Yes. And it seems like, too, that a lot of um, the schools or also some of the travel companies that might go in groups, it seems like they plan the trips like so far in advance that if you wanted to find like a scholarship or something to, or another way like to help receive like funds for that trip, I think that would be really easy. Like there's enough time there because we had over a year to prepare for this trip. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, because we started um, discussing study travel in, I believe it was in March of the year before I went. And then we, the study travel trip happened and, and, like the last week of March, um, a year later. And the, like all of the funds were not due until November. So I had like quite a bit of time to figure out where everything, all the money was coming from. Oh, for sure. And, do, and like, I think that's little... something nice too, is that, you know, like they kind of give you like the itinerary, the price and everything. You have plenty yes. of time to repair right. and it also gets you time, you know, like if something happens, you can't go, well, you know, at least you, you know, didn't commit right. just yet. Um, right. So there is like that good bit of like wiggle room and time there, which I think is very nice. Yes. Yes. Um, And it also like if somebody decides last minute, if they want to go, they can jump on the trip as long as it's before um the deadline. Oh, yeah. Payments. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because I remember they can, they can here too. Um, 
sometimes they're not very much advertised. Right. <laughs> and then you're like, wait a second, there's a study abroad trip. And then people right. will try to, you know, join it, you know, like the last moment. And they're like, oh, cool. So, yeah, I think that is good <laughs> yeah. that there's like, you know, that, like, that deadline because it gives you time to also find study abroad trips that you may not even right. know about. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, that is really cool, though. Um, yes. Well, you. Caroline, I thank you for doing this interview with me today. This thank has been you for very me. insightful. Yeah, thank you for being yeah. here. Um, thank you. And I think a lot of people will be able to use this information, especially if they wanting to do study abroad. It's going to help out a whole lot of people. Yes. Yes, I hope it does. <laughs> me too. Me too. <laughs> yes. Um, before you go, um, I do have that final question I'm going to give to everybody. Okay. And so I have to ask you, why do you travel? Ooh. I really love um, the feeling of entering a new city. I don't know how to explain that, but like when you go somewhere new, there's so many new people there. It makes you feel small sometimes, which I like that feeling because it kind of brings me back to reality and kind of keeps me in check. Like there's so, this world is so big and there's so many opportunities and there's so much to do and there's so many places you can go and there's so many people you haven't met yet and so many things you haven't seen. And it's just exciting to be able to see those things and meet those people. Oh, I definitely understand that. Yeah. And there's also, like, just, like, being able to, like, just looking out the window when I was, like, flying back home from Vienna, it was just, like, I was just, like, wow, like, I love, like, just looking out the window of the plane and just, like, seeing everything <laughs> because it was just so different. And also, I think it's really neat to be able to see how other people live, too. That's oh, something sure. that I really enjoyed, like in comparison to my hometown versus how people think and act and how they go about their daily lives in Vienna. Oh yeah, definitely. I love, I love to witness that and see that and have those conversations. Yeah, I really, I totally agree with you. I think, you know, that, that juxtaposition of seeing, you know, like how you're living and people around you versus, you know, people in other places, you know, it's very neat to see and to kind of analyze yes. and explore. Yes. Yeah, yes, totally agree with you. <laughs> we're all so similar, yet we're all so different. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I think that's really cool, though. I think it's really nice that, you know, that we're all different in our own way, that we yeah. live differently, but to also to see that, oh, you know, people here in this part of the world do this just like I do, too. That, that, that's, that's, you know, very right. nice to know. So. Yes. Yes. That's it's really comforting. Neat. Oh, yeah. Yes. And I love how, like, even, like, small details. I was talking to my friend today from Europe, and she was talking about a picture I posted of a pizza um, and how we were arguing over how many slices are supposed to be on a pizza. So apparently people <laughs> cut them in a different amount of slices, which is something yeah. so small, but it's very interesting to note, you know, something so right. simple as that can be different from one country to another. Just how you slice a pizza. <laughs> so, I think, yes. so I thought that was very interesting. <laughs> Yes, that wow, that really is. Yeah, it's like little things like just, that. I just love it. It's such a small it. detail. Oh yeah, <laughs> so small. Well, <laughs> yeah. well, that's really good. Um, yes. now, are there any social medias you have, like Instagram or anything, you would like to shout out for people to follow you along to for any like future travels or things like that? Yeah, um, you can follow me on Instagram at Caroline Posey, and that is just my Instagram handle. Sounds good. And I'm going to link it below, too, as well. 
Um, awesome. So if people want to just click it as well, you just send you, you know send them straight over there, which is very easy. So yes, <laughs> yeah, I'll just throw that in there. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that you were here today. I've been wanting to do this, you know, interview with you for a while. So I'm glad we had a moment to do that. <laughs> Thank you. I'm I'm happy that you had me here. Yes. All right. Well, I yeah. thank everybody for listening today. I thank you for being here, Caroline, and being on our podcast. Thank you for having me. Yeah. And that is it for today's episode. And we'll be back next week. Thanks for listening and goodbye.